0: My name is Cynthia McIntosh and I welcome you to Nuggets of Truth Broadcast. Today I want to share some truths about the differences between the lifestyles of true believers in Christ and non-believers in Christ. Beloveds, I want to share how life is so much better as a Christian than as a non-Christian. As believers, our lives are devoted to Christ, who is married to us, the church. We are his body, and he is our head. We are intimately connected to a point where we daily experience healing and hope in our lives. Our blessings received every day flows from Christ who is our head and to us who is his body. Christ is like a husband, natural husband to a wife. Christ has earned our love with the sacrifice of his life to redeem us from the only other option of living. And that is a life of sin. And I know a lot of people don't believe this. They believe that their option of living in sin is the best way, but it isn't. And for this reason, the Holy Bible makes it very clear that each group has its own set of rules for living. And each group strives to become perfected in their chosen lifestyles. On today, I hope to share a word of encouragement. To help us strive to grow into what I call the fullness of Christ. With lifestyles that please the Lord and show our identification as his bride. As Christians, our goal should be like Christ in all areas of our life. And I want to start out today with some some truth from the Bible to support this thought. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 15. It says, and he gave some apostles, and this is Apostle Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus. He said, and he gave some to to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every word wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for edification of itself in love. I'll stop reading there. You see that the scripture declares that Christ comes into our life to equip us for the work of the ministry and for the building up of his body. To make this happen, Christ enters our life to change our lives to lifestyles that please him it's not something that happens overnight but as with any relationship as we grow close to one another we sharpen each other up christ doing most of the work in this process You see Christ accepts us as we are but refuses to let us stay in lifestyles that build up Satan's kingdom on this earth. Christ wants us to become his kingdom builders and not kingdom destroyers. Dear hearts lives of sin will destroy God's kingdom if we let it. We must stay alert to what we believe so that we move into the right places of life for God. What we do and where we go affects the growth of God's kingdom on this earth. We are the body of Christ left on earth to help overcome Satan's plan to stop Christ's plan to rule this earth. Oh yes, Satan wants to keep this earth for his own, but because of the love of Christ, the church he has a plan to rule now i want to share how the life of non-believers is different from the life of what i call true believers you see this in first corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 through 11 it says do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be, be deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor homosexuals nor sodomites nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards or revelers nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of god and such were some of you but you were washed but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our god the scripture speaks of two great events that occur in the life of believers Believers in Christ grow through a process called justification and sanctification. Justification is the act of God that frees us from guilt and the penalty of sin. We're declared innocent. God removes all evidence for which we should be condemned to the penalty of sin, which is death. Justification is connected to our sanctification we are set apart for the purpose God intends. This means that for all of us there is time needed to learn how to live according to God's design and purpose and in this process the Lord will guide you into a life. He has planned for you and oh yes God has a a plan for each of us individually when he created us before we were planted in our parent's wound he had a plan for what he designed us for while living on this earth now with non-believers although they have a plan they instead choose to plan their own lives and fall into fleshly lifestyles that God has not planned for them God never planned for us to be fornicators Idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revelers, and extortionists is listed in this, this scripture in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9 through 11. He never planned it. Our Heavenly Father had a better way of life for us that may not seem easy at first, but will bless us and those around us if we could just hold on to what God is speaking to us. see, beloveds, we are blessed when we acknowledge God's will for our lives. and, And we'll suffer if we do not. God is always ready to give direction in every area of our life. Oh yes, God will control and direct our lives if we let him. But because we have a power of choice, he will not force himself upon us. God is a gentleman. He loves us to a point. Where he wants that love returned because we want to be with him. And not because we he's forcing us. So in every of our lives, he's always there. He wants us to acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. Now I want to change direction here and, and, and share some scripture that warns about the past history of God's response to those who refuse to acknowledge him. You see this warning in Romans chapter 1 verse 18 to 32 and I want to take time and read that today. It says for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, God has shown it to them. For since the creation of The world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So they are without excuse. Because although they knew God and they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became fruit out. And their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men, birds, four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up to uncleanliness, the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever for this re- reason God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, and maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, their whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, and unmerciful, who know the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. I'll stop reading there, but you see, beloveds, in this text, that the scripture speaks of the danger of not acknowledging God. Twice in this scripture, the writer says that God gave them up. First he gave them up to vile passions. Then he gave them up, gave them over to a, a debased mind. It says that God will allow us to follow the guidance of our flesh. Oh yes, into self-destruction. When we deny his place in our lives, it implies that the Lord frees us of his plan to walk in our plan. I hate to say it, beloveds, but we are headed into self-destruction when we refuse to acknowledge God for our life. And right now in this dispensation God of time, God is gently expressing this message to us. But the time is coming when that gentleness will be turned and the wrath of God will be outpoured into the lives of men who want to change God's plan of righteousness into unholiness. God is going to separate the weak from the tear. One day, those who acknowledge him will be separated from those that do not. I challenge you to stay in that plan that God has given you for his life. Well, beloveds, I've got to go. God bless you. And I hope to share again with you on next week.